Bro, good to have you back. I'm glad you're feeling a lot better. Um, yeah, guys, don't get bit by uh, ticks, guys. Ticks are bad. Ticks are bad. So when you stepped away, bro, we were down by six points. Yeah, dude. And you got pretty sick, so we ended up winning the game by 11. So yeah. thank you for getting sick. I feel bad for you, but you definitely influenced that one. I'm going to keep on getting sick throughout this season, guys, because obviously that worked there, so that was on purpose. Uh, but before you walked away, before, you know, we, won't, we don't need to involve everybody else with what you told me about it, but before you walked away, um, we kept saying, like, we're going to win this game. Yep. Now, we were saying the same thing against the Kings, so it can't be like we're 100%, but it just felt like we were hanging around too much. No team is able to create separation, and we're a team that likes to finish from behind. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, when we finish from behind, we always give a good slap on the ass because to me, like, this is exactly what happened here is uh, the Suns had us down in, you know, three the first three quarters. Uh, they were controlling us. They are making us known that, you know, they're the big boys of the West. And then in that fourth quarter, it was the, the, the light switch, the, the moment that we recognized that our defense was, was, you know, killer. I mean, like, that's what's crazy about it is that for three quarters, you know, we're sticking with them. And last year, this would have been a 20-point game going into that fourth quarter. So the fact is, is that, like, seeing how much this team has learned in a short amount of time and how to clean, um, clean up that game right there was crazy. This is the first win against the Westmark. And uh, that's pretty, well, pretty baller to be able to say we beat the Suns like that. And one thing we need to make sure we always celebrate is anytime we beat KD. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be in the league for way too much longer. So every time we get one of these wins with a younger team where he's off trying to win a championship and we're doing it the right way, it's, a, it's extra special, bro. We should party that shit. I mean, you're absolutely right, though. Like The thing, though, that, that we want to get down to the basics of what happened this game last night, though, right? right let's, let's, let's just get down. KD played outstanding. He was uh, pretty what much a difference maker in the whole game. But... The first quarter, man, when we started the game, we were going to Chet every single possession, it felt like. And, yeah, and I think I, that, was, that was just like the offensive flow. The players were finding him. I know Coach is talking to him, but there wasn't plays called for him. No, but, but it's not necessarily about the play calling. It's right. about when, when, you are, when you're going down and you know, actively looking for that, per, you know, that player, that, that positional player, that's the moment that you realize that something's going on. And, and you can say whatever you want, Mark, about them not drawing plays up about it. Yeah. What is happening is Chet is, is listening to the coaches and where to go right. and recognize that Shea and Dort and Josh and you know, J-Dub are all going to be looking at that spot. Right. You know, he's picked that up. I mean, like, that's not something a lot of rookies understand. And last night, again, that's he shot incredibly effective, like 50% from field goal, 50% from three-point line. Like, this is exactly what we're seeing from Chet. And it's making it so that the lane opened up for J-Dub after that. And yes, Chet got in trouble. But once J-Dub got on a, a run, it was hard for, for the Suns to stop him. And I, I have to say, that was all due to Chet and how Chet was playing the way that they were, what, what they were giving. Because Chet was taking those threes in the beginning. He was taking, you know, getting to the lane. He was driving to the hoop. He was getting alley-oops. Like, he was doing all this stuff to set the tone to, I mean, early on and set the tone, you know, often too. So his 18.6 rebounds, four assists and two blocks to me is a, is a staple of what this team is going to get every single game with Chet. Well, 
You know, what you said there kind of brought me back to something that our friend John Stockton told us in at his gym in Spokane, Washington. You know, we asked him about what it was like to play with the Dream Team, and he was like, spacing was perfect. And every time, without even looking, you just think somebody should cut back door, and you'd have Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley cutting back door. Somebody should do this. Somebody should set a screen here. And there were players who were always doing the right thing without anybody having to tell them. Hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Thunder. I think the high end of this team, you know, we have trouble like being like, where, where does this team fit in the NBA? And we're like, obviously, we think we could be the best team in the NBA for quite a while. But the Dream Team is a team that is consistently called the greatest team ever assembled. And I see a team that we have now that our peak could play with a dream team. Now, we're not, it's not going to be this year, but in three years, when all these guys are entering their prime or at their prime, this team could fucking beat the dream team. Well, and, and I, you know, I, I think that you're, you have something there that needs to be looked at, but, you know, this is, you know, a team right now that we've got that is pretty impressive. If you look at the way that we're built, and it's kind of like the mirror image of um, the Boston Celtics. If you think about that, um, the Boston Celtics are all about forwards. They've got you know Jalen Brown and Tatum. They're at their forwards, and then they've got Christoph Porzingis, right? Um, you know they've got a, a good point guard there, um, a veteran point guard and leader there. But the reality is, is that th- that team right there is is very much like what the Oklahoma State Thunder have in the aspect of J Dub, you know, a point guard slash guard, Shea, a point guard slash guard. You know, and then we have Chet there in our in our middle, which to me, I'm looking at this and and, and just seeing how the Celtics were able to get better and and the young coach that they had early on. Um, I I look at this team and I say that this is the year that, you know, we've been saying that for a while, so it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But this is the year that the the Oklahoma City Thunder is letting everybody in the NBA know they're here. And whether that's a 50 win season or a 43 win season, it doesn't matter because everybody else is going to be on board after the season. And I, I think for as a Thunder fan, I don't really care about other fans out there that like the Thunder or not, but it's the recognition of what's happening this season. And if you look at Chet, um, just phenomenal. I mean, like it, people that, that, don't, that are willing to say that Victor is a better player than Chet right now, um, to me, it's not fair to even compare because Chet's two years older. Technically, Chet is a rookie that's a red shirt. So it's not fair to compare Chet versus uh, Victor because it's, it's not even even. So it's not even close to being even. Chet's such a better player right now in every aspect of the game. So um, with that being said, is that I, I feel like this team is going in the right direction. Chet stays healthy. We watched last night what happens when this team locks down in the defensive end. We had, I think, six turnovers in the first three quarters, Mark, or I think six turnovers by halftime. And we only had one turnover in the second half. Hmm. So this team's getting it. They're understanding it. Like last year, what was our best attribute of all the things that we did? Little, uh, I think we did single mount, I call it single mount, single digit turnovers in so many games. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to get back to. It's it's the biggest issue that we're having this season. If you look at our losses, they're all double digit, high double digit turnovers, 17, 18, 19. And it's not, that's not what this team's all about. We take care of the ball and we take care of the ball and put it in good positions um, for people to score high efficiency and that's what we are about at this team and it's great to be able to see in a game like this where it all clicked the defense clicked you know the offense clicked and keeping the suns under 90 or 100 points is is a big deal because of all the the scores that they have on this team 
Uh, I mean, it was it was a so hell of Kevin. a win. Um, just gaining momentum as the game went on, like, and then just being able to put them away. The game was the game was over. The game was over when crunch time was entered, and hmm. the the level of play by Jadub start to finish. Um, I I think hands down it was his best game he played in the NBA. Now I know he's had other games where he scored thirty, but I can't really remember them being in this type of situation, right? Like back and forth, we're down all game. Like we needed all thirty. We won by eleven, so it's easy to be like, oh well, we didn't. But like, no, we we were on the verge of not being in the game at different points throughout the game. But then hmm. Jade up, Shay, Chet, shit, Giddy, ten assists and ten points. Um, okay. This is this is a trick question, Dave. Would you rather somebody who averages two assists and twenty five points, or ten assists? And ten points. I, I um, for our obviously, team. obviously, it's it's ten points, ten assists on this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Well, I mean, and the just reason- do the math. Like it's that's a minimum of thirty points. Whereas the twenty five and two is twenty nine points. It's but look at one what, point better. But on top of that, there were some of those could be threes. On top of that, go ahead. Yeah, dude, it's it, you're right though. But like, if you look at the way our offense is designed, like uh what I call a stale possession is like the worst type of possession. And if you look at Shea had four assists, Chet had four assists, Josh had uh 10 assists and, and that right there in the, the top three players, what I would consider um, sharing the ball with, with Chet is just a phenomenal passer and Shea is phenomenal passer. And Josh is a phenomenal passer. J-Dub is as well. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, but J-Dub was focusing on scoring last night and that's what I want from J-Dub. There, there needs to be a selfish act. Um, when it gets late in the shot clock. And Jada was that guy that we were leaning towards um, last night, and he just really just did an amazing job. He only missed five shots on the night, guys. Got to the foul line eight times, uh, or shot eight foul shots. That's what we need from a guy like this. Be selfish when you need to be. Um, he had two steals as well, Jada. Um, but it gets back to sharing the ball, man. The assist on what we're how we're trying to play this game is the key. I said it before the game that we needed to end the game was someplace between 25 and 29 assists. We ended the game with 23 assists. But that is the highest efficiency of this, this offense is when we're getting to 25 assists in the game because that means the ball is touching someone's hand and three seconds later it's leaving. And if that's how it is, that's what we're being um, effective and efficient with. I mean, look at our efficiency numbers last night. We almost shot 50% from field goal range, right? 48.8, right? That's almost 49%. That's close enough to 50. We'll just call it a 50% night. And then we shot 37% from three-point range, man. Like, mm-hmm. that right there, again, another incredibly efficient number. It's not what we like at the 40% line, but 37 is still high enough to, you know, tap your head and say, hey, hey, we got this, right? And I, it goes back to when these teams and, and understanding where the NBA is going and how Sam Presti drafted these players, efficiency is king. No longer are we going to have players like Michael, Kobe, these guys are going to jack up 40 shots in the game. Allen Iverson, uh, they're going to jack up 40 shots in the game just to get to 30 points. You know, Harden, like this is so far past that. And last night, Shea, 22 shots, 35 points. And J-Dub, 31 points on 16 shots. I mean, that's what? Come on, that's unheard of. But let's face it, like what really won us the game down the stretch was critical stops 
critical defensive plays. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular where Eubanks has just like he torched us, bro. Like I don't know what how many points he had, how many rebounds, but there were times where he was just absolutely, you know, fifteen crushing. and five. How many? Fifteen and five. All right. So, but like his rebounds, I bet most of them were offensive. Um, which those four, ones, the, four offensive, four, yep. And those <clears throat> those ones leave an impact. They, they they make you feel some kind of way, right? And um, so there was a play where Eubanks gets an offensive rebound and he goes up for a dunk, and Wiggins blocks the dunk. The first, the only time we really gave Eubanks any resistance at the rim, we're sitting there. Probably, I think we were down by one, and there's probably ninety seconds or two minutes left. And he gets his block, and we're going the other way, and we get a bucket. And I think it was an and one. And critical stops. Like, the right players making the right plays at the right time is really what the hallmark of the game was. Hmm. And I find it really fascinating that it's that's Wiggins in that spot. That, you know, it's these these young, good bets who are um, by, by Presti and by, you know, Coach Dagnall investments like that are eating the broccoli out there and good things are happening um you know wiggins hasn't seen a ton of minutes but last year there was a streak where when he started great things happened um who cares about the streak who cares about starting when he plays good things happen yeah and and this this team even though they didn't have um um <laughs> whatever the guy uh, i can't remember his name yeah, Booker, Booker. thank you um even though they didn't have Booker, they're still a pretty good team. And I feel like Beal got shut down. Uh, just a combination of Dort and um, uh, J-Dub just doing a phenomenal job. He threw Casey Wallace once in a while on him. You saw well, Dort it, play on, on KD a lot. I was going to say that too. We, saw, yeah, that, we yeah. saw that same group play every single guy. Yeah, and I think that's a key to what, how this team plays defense is that coach recognizes that there's certain guys that wear you down certain ways, and he just rotates these guys with – you know, substitutions and just making sure that they get rest because the fourth quarter is going to matter. And you saw that right, you know, right off the bat in the fourth quarter, um, you know, KD uh, missed uh, 11 shots um, and so did Beal. And I want to say seven of those shots that were missed that are 11 of these guys or seven of the 22 shots between these guys were missed in the fourth quarter. That's because they're tired. They're exhausted. When you put, you know, Dort on you, that's super physical and, and just consistently in your, your neck. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know is you switched up and put uh, J-Dub, who's physical and can play off of you because he makes it difficult to shoot. And then you mix it up and then you throw Case and Wallace in there. Then you mix it up and you throw Josh Giddy in there. And, and that's the thing about this defense is that it's non, like, there's no breaks in it. It just keeps on going and going and going. And I, I just, I have to say, man, when, when you see it like this and you're saying this team really understood our, our bench was horrible last night. Like that's with all due respect for our bench. Uh, Coach D even saw it because he really put a lot of minutes on our, our starters, um, 30 plus minutes for every single starter. But everybody off the bench, I mean, we only got like uh, eight points off of our bench unit, which is not good for this, these guys. And a lot of that has to do with who's playing and who's not right now. Uh, Mischich isn't playing. Trey Young could, or Trey Young, Trey Mann could have been useful uh, last game to throw some points up there. He's not playing, but again, I'm not hating these decisions. I am actually applauding the decisions by coach because he's showing you guys who's playing and who's going to take the minutes for the most of the season. And that's the key right now is that the game plan that we're seeing right now is by far the best game plan in the NBA 
early in the season, and the Thunder look phenomenal right now. Yeah, Coach has a, a spot right now, and he's not – in the past, he had a couple of spots for, for players like this. But this year, there's one spot for a Wiggins or a Waters to play down the stretch. And you know, he's not going to go with both at the same time. It's going to be one or the other. I think up, Kenny Wash? Hustle has a chance to be in the mix of that. I think hmm. um, there's, a, there's plenty of other guys who will get minutes – you know, down that hustle spot. But at this point, Kenny, Kenny hustle, bro. He's, he's really our sixth man. And the reason that he's our sixth man and the guy that's going to take a lot of the minutes when he comes back is because he plays one through five and he's so good and efficient at that. Um, having a guy like out that on the court is always going to be useful. I think it's, it's hurting that we're not having him. I think especially against these West teams where we're playing against very physical teams um, very hard teams and having somebody like Kenny out there is, is going to demand um, other teams be uh, less physical with us because Kenny doesn't put up with shit. And I, you know, it goes back to last night watching Grayson Allen. I fucking hate that dude, by the way. Um, seriously hate Grayson Allen. Um, unlike Draymond Green, Grayson Allen's going to continue hurting people in the NBA. Draymond Green doesn't hurt them, um, but he punches them in the balls. But Grayson Allen, dude, he's fucking dirty as shit. But you need an enforcer on your team. And whether or not you like Grayson Allen, um, that's up to you. But for me, I don't like him. And I, it reminds me why it's important to have an enforcer that's clean on your team, that understands how to keep shit clean and not get it to a bad level um, like Grayson does. So, um, again, Kenny Hustle is that perfect person that we need back in the game that will make a difference in um, winning some games. And, again, last night, hell of a job by these guys keeping track of the ball. Only starters are, are, I'm sorry, all the starters, um, I'm sorry, the starters had six of our seven turnovers. So for me, that's a big thing right there um, for the bench to be able to come in, even though they weren't putting up points up on the board, but they were keeping um, control of the ball. I think the only time there was a turnover was when Jay Will got a charge or uh, took, uh, gave a charge out, uh, went down to the hole pretty hard. So to me, like this is exactly what this team needs to have is a bench that at least takes care of the ball if they're not going to score. Yeah, dude. Um, so Spurs are up next, bro. Yeah, dude. 7.30 tomorrow night. <clears throat> TNT, motherfuckers. Get ready for it, man. It's going to be off the hook. No doubt. Um, anything else, man, we got um, to put out there? For these nah, peoples? man. I appreciate everybody <laughs> parting their asses off with me last night. And Dave, I'm looking forward to Watching the rest of the game with you coming up because yeah. I kicked my ass, dude. So. All right, dude. Well, next time I'll, I won't get sick. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you guys, take it easy. We'll be back tomorrow night, and we'll looking forward to watching. Shout the game out, Vic. Appreciate you. All right, giving us a shout on your podcast, man. That was fun. Yeah, dude. No doubt, dude. And uh, Wash and Kevin, Sam, appreciate you guys. <laughs>